You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Street, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Another exciting episode of Blue Yonder. I don't know I'm, about exciting. Well, I do know I'm Aaron Hubbard. And I am Peter Street. And you can find this cast at baldmove.com. And if you'd like to leave us feedback about anything you hear, anything you like, or tell us we suck, you can do so at blueyonder at baldmove.com. Yeah. Uh, first topic that I kind of want to talk about um, is the... You know, last week, well, actually, while I was in PAX, I got up sleepy on Friday morning and found out that uh, the island of Japan got fucked by the Pacific Ocean. Uh, a 9.0 earthquake hit off the coast of Japan, triggering a tsunami that crested at 33 feet above sea level and in some areas of the island went six miles inland. Um what? This was a horrible human disaster. Wasn't that uh, a, wasn't it a nine Aaron a nine point four? I I on slash that says nine point oh. That's uh, that's a huge earthquake. It's enormous either way, but yeah, I mean ten 9. is 4 like four just makes it sound even more massive. <laughs> ten like splits the earth in half like a gobstopper, an everlasting <laughs> gobstopper, uh, an incorrectly named ever, everlasting gobstopper because I finally last about fifteen minutes. Right. I don't know what everlasting means to you. I was brought up to mean that meant forever. Right. Everlasting life in a paradise on earth. Maybe that's just 15 minutes. So it's not such a good deal. Yeah. I mean, I've already got more out of it leaving the cult. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway. Big it, disaster it's, in Japan. It's terrible. Tens of thousands of people uh, died at present count. Um, there's still lots of places without power. Um, lots of people without homes, obviously. Um, but I'm a geek, and aside from the, the loss of life, and obviously, you know, Peter, you could talk more than I about the cultural impact of Japan to geekhood. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they are kind of the source of a lot of geek staples here, uh, at least for me. I mean, anime has affected the States a lot in the geek culture. You can't help but go to a Gen Con and have an entire section dedicated to Japanese anime, which I kind of enjoy, I think, a lot more than you, right? Aaron, you kind of hate anime, don't you? Um, I wouldn't say I hate on, because I do appreciate, like, Akira, um, Full Metal Alchemist, I quite enjoyed. So I'm not yeah. immune to its charms, but, like, uh, I can't enjoy what you'd call, like, the pop garbage, uh, like Dragon Ball Z. That I just want to kill whoever's responsible for. Yeah, I um Oh, I also like Samurai Shampoo. Yeah. How do you even pronounce that? Like I always say shampoo just because I I it's throw funny. The, I throw the L in there for shampoo, Sh- shampoo. But I have no idea. I'm not a native Japanese speaker. <laughs> kind of like one of my favorite games was uh was uh Shemu on the Dreamcast. And uh, I always pronounce it Shemu, but it's like 
the the announcer in the game says Shamu. It's like a like the whale, whale almost. It, like the whale that killed that trainer. A little bit, a little yeah. Bit. But yeah, J- Japan's important to the geek culture, but obviously, especially the- gaming. I mean, obviously, I think um, Americans invented video games, but Japan, like so many other things, refined and took perfected it to the next level. Yeah. Like, like if you beat any Nintendo title. Um, especially early Nintendo titles like Metroid and uh, Mega Man and Super Mario Brothers, and you get to the credits, there is not an English name <laughs> on the damn thing. Like That's I remember so true. Jim and I last year, Jim and I, uh, Jim and we I. beat Mega Man 2, and we were watching the credits roll, and we are just marveling that, like, nowadays you beat a game, and it's almost a reverse. Well, I mean, you know, you obviously if you beat something made in America, I don't know if this is such a profound impact. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a saying, big deal to me as a kid, yeah. though. I can are, even are remember. Ti- are they still like that, though? Because you play a lot more Nintendo than I do nowadays. If you beat a like first title or first party Nintendo game, does is it still just read like a Japanese phone book? No, I'm not noticing that now. Not so much. Like I just beat. Um, it was the new Super Mario Brothers, the Wii edition. Of course, there's one on DS as well. Right. I I beat that, and I also beat the Wii version. And I'm noticing a lot more Americanized names, sir. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that whole, you know, phenomena still, but there's still quite a few Japanese names in there. I just recall, like, my fondest memory was when I beat Super Mario World for the first time back on Super Nintendo. My parents walked into my room just to, uh, just because I was, like, hollering and excited that I had beat a game as I did every time I beat a game and they saw the credits and they were like what the heck is this is it because it was like something from a you know a Tolkien novel where he goes into tangents about uh, you know drawing and dwarf language it was just they couldn't believe that there was not a single recognizable name in the list and I was like yeah that's because all the coolest most awesome stuff comes from Japan (laughs) it's all made in Japan it's like the joke in Back to the Future where he's laughing about why the time circuits failed because they were made in Japan and Marty McFly is like, gee, Doc, all the best stuff's made from Japan. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so yeah. little, little, little diversion off topic, but um, uh, it's, it's good to note the, like you said, the, the cultural heritage we, we owe. And it's interesting to see a lot of the geek icons like Will Wheaton uh, stumping for Japan. There's a lot of chiptune artists I saw that was running, like selling their albums with the whole, all the proceeds going to Japan relief efforts. So that was nice to see. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, but really got my dander up is anytime uh, there was a, a, you know, Japan uses nuclear, nuclear reactors. Um, nuclear. As, yes, as a, as a hick from Indiana, I'm very self conscious about correctly pronouncing nuclear. Nuclear. Yeehaw. You're supposed to just say you're not. You know, obviously, you don't want to bush it up and go nuclear, nuclear. But nuclear. It's fun is to say. It is. You sound like a hick. Nuclear. That sounds. N- no, like nuclear. A nuclear. Oh, I don't you say wanna, that. Pr- yeah. Supposedly, properly pronounce it. You say the word new, and you say the word clear, as if like you were. You know, a window is clear. Like so the nuclear. New, pe- new Pepsi clear. But when I put the two together, I want to add a third syllable where it doesn't exist. I want to be like nuclear. 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 Like Duke Nuclear. Duke Duke Nuclear. 
Duke, Duke nuclear. nuclear three day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go get the war. <laughs> uh, did you? Oh God, this kind of no. I can't. I can't segue. I was want to talk about. Have you heard about the capture the flag mode in Duke? I have not. Okay, it's actually called capture the babe. And each base has a, a a woman that has to be drugged forcibly out of the base. And <laughs> apparently that when you sometimes when you kidnap this woman, she quote unquote freaks out and to get her to stop freaking out, you have to smack her. Seriously. I'm not making this up. You pimp smack a hoe. <laughs> Duke's pimp strength. Yeah, his pimp hand must be strong because else, you know, she like won't stop wriggling and screaming. Apparently, Jesus Christ. Yes, that's everybody. That's been everyone's reaction, basically. <laughs> that's actually. So, I, I find that I want to say that's pretty awesome. I. That's uh, pretty, I, I'm well, gonna laugh my ass off when I'm doing it. Tell me you won't. I don't know. I don't know, man. I uh, I've got That's two minds of funny. it. Funny. It, it's yeah. I got two minds of it. Okay. What's I mean, your t- what are tell me both sides. Well, I mean, obviously, you start the game playing. Duke is playing a video game, and he's having two girls in Catholic schoolgirl outfits go down on him simultaneously. So, right. if I'm playing this game, it seems to me pretty outrageous if I was going to take umbrage at that inappropriateness. And, yeah, you already know what you're getting into if you buy the game. Right. I like Penny Arcade's take uh, today where uh, uh, Gabe came in and said, you know, did you hear about Duke Nukem's multiplayer mode? Uh, you Apparently you actually smack a woman. And Tycho said, did you hear about Call of Duty's mode where you, you murder a million fucking people? It's called Call of Duty. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, uh I said I got I got mixed feelings about it, but back to the nuclear situation in Japan. Right, um, man, we're tonally all over the place right now. We're going into smacking hoes and laughing about it to the to and tragedy anime and Mega Man and Japanese phone yeah. books. I'm 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 dra- I'm grabbing the reins and I'm I'm yanking this thing back on course. Um, nuclear power. Back to uh, somber. We need power. Um, Japan had nuclear power, and this tsunami, this 30-foot wave, crashed into the plant, and apparently when the earthquake was first detected, the plants automatically shut down. They have these things, they're called control rods, that are inserted into the reactor, and they poison the fission reaction so that it ceases. Interesting. The problem is that there's a lot... It's like a, a fail-safe. It's a fail-safe. Exactly, exactly. And, and that all worked properly, but apparently there is an enormous amount of heat that's involved and the cooling still the cooling fluid still has to run through the reactors for set for a while to make sure that nothing bad happens well it happened when the plant got swamped with seawater and knocked out the power and it actually flooded so hot and knocked out the diesel generators so the cooling fluid stopped circulating and kind of boiled off and there are some scary situations that the plant might have a meltdown and there's a lot of breathless reporting about um, irresponsible reporting uh, from my from from my perspective about how bad things were getting. You heard things like radiation yeah. in Tokyo is ten times higher than normal, and you think, "Holy shit!" People are being bombarded by ten times more radiation than they get just in a normal day. And I, right. I think that a lot sounds of people, bad. It sounds it horrible. sounds horrible. It's but if you calamity. look at if you think about how much radiation the um average 
a person gets in a day, that is not a whole lot of radiation. Um, I was looking at this, uh, this chart that this cartoonist that XKCD made about radiation, and he has these tiny little boxes to show what each dose of radiation looks like. And um, basically, the background dose by an, the, uh, the, uh, of radiation that a person receives on a normal day is this 10 um, millisieverts, or uh, see, what, how, well, how do you actually pronounce that? Yeah, I think it's, it's that? a sievert. It's a unit of radiation. Right. It's called a well, sievert? Yeah. So you get four times mm. a normal dose of radiation flying from New York to L.A. in an airplane. Okay, so that but that's four times, not ten times. It's that four times, but so if in in the course if if you fly a round trip over the course of a weekend from New York to L.A. and then you turn around, so that on Friday you fly and then you turn around again, and on Monday you fly back, you are going right. to receive approximately the same amount of radiation that the people in Tokyo experience from this melted down reactor. Yeah. So does does that that sound like something to lose your shit about? Not really, but the only thing I would add to that is the persistence of it. Like, that's during the course of a couple of flights, which last a few hours. This right. is like, isn't this persistent and continuous on a day-to-day basis at this point? It was a single point. It was a single point in time. Oh, okay. So, like, it was, like, at the worst level of the the radiation. And, right. um, like... You know, there is a certain amount of like radiation that you have to get. Like, like radiation is not this thing where you know you you you're okay at this point, and then suddenly it's like bam, you're in you're 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 dead. It's more like you know you can it's take a build up, up over time. Well, yeah. not only that, but there's like so much radiation that you can absorb. Obviously, day to day. I mean, we're absorbing um, ten millisieverts of radiation every day mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was interesting there's a couple of things like <clears throat> uh, people are always saying about um, I don't want a nuclear plant in my backyard because all the extra radiation well living within 50 miles of a nuclear plant uh, actually it's is a big backyard it's a big backyard <laughs> But um, so any any way within the fifty miles of of, of living within the the, the power plant, you mm-hmm. actually can get twice the amount of radiation from eating a banana because apparently potassium is radioactive as hell. That's it. No more bananas. I'm um, out of here. Sleeping next to a person overnight gives you approximately fifty percent less radiation in one night than you get living by a a coal or by by a power plant for a year. See Duke Nukem, he sleeps next to at least two, so he's getting so exactly he's getting the, the double dose. He's basically eating a banana every night of his life. That's why they call him Duke Nukem. Although did you I just don't... say that Duke Nukem is eating a banana? He's a banana eater. Make that would, what, what you we will. need to film that. So that apparently, sleeping next to two shit. women a night makes you gay. I think is what we <laughs> determined scientifically here on Blue Yonder. There, you heard it here first. Um, using and a last. CRT. Using a CRT monitor is ten times worse than living next within fifty miles of a nuclear power plant. Damn, Li- I believe that. Living within fifty miles of a coal power plant for a year is six times more radiation than living next to a nuclear power plant. Seriously, a coal power plant? Yes. And the thing about How is coal that? 
here's the thing about people think like okay well Cole's safe Cole as belches out like all these partic- this particular matter and a lot of Cole has radiation and um, it is actually spilling out this fine particulate matter into the air that's loaded with radiation and all the other toxic chemicals and people say that's better than nuclear power huh and I keep in mind that this is about the worst it can get as far as disasters for a modern power plant what happened in Japan and background radiation levels were 10 times higher than normal which we've already determined are not that bad like a chest x-ray will give you about a hundred times more radiation than you will get in over over your normal background radiation. So basically, Aaron, your point of view here is that nuclear power is okay. It is actually when you think about, you know, like like in this disaster, five people died at the plant. Well it had to, a huge explosion. It had a huge explosion I because mean, because uh what what happened is the water be because of the fusion the fission reaction that hadn't ceased yet the water got so hot and energized that it spontaneously split the oxygen and hydrogen. Hydrogen, as you know, is very explosive. There was a fire. It actually blew the outer uh, panels of the uh, nuclear plant off, and it, it, it injured some people. It killed some people. There was a person who was killed operating a crane while the tsunami actually hit. But if you think about, like, the Chilean miners, um, how many people have died in mining disasters of coal, um, how many like runaway, uncontrollable, burning uh, uh, underground fires that happen because of coal? There's a plant. There's a town in I believe Pennsylvania that is uninhabitable to this day because a coal mine caught on fire underneath it, hmm. and like like the earth is cracked open and there's like fire. Like the Silent Hill town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, it, it's exactly eerily similar to that. It kind of looks like. Honestly, it looks like a North American Chernobyl. Yeah. So, you know, people throw Chernobyl in, in, in everyone's face. Um, and honestly, that was a bad disaster. But this, this could get worse. I mean, honestly, the, there hasn't been an official meltdown yet. Uh, is it in control? Like, well, I guess, I guess there actually has been. It is in control. The radiation levels have dropped. They've got power reestablished and the cooling's running again. But modern reactor designs are designed to withstand a full meltdown. Like Three Mile Island, people are always, oh, Three Mile Island is such a disaster. Mm-hmm. Three Mile Island basically released no radiation to the outside world because the reactor melted down, it turned into a puddle, melted to the bottom of the floor, hit a steel containment device that was designed to contain the melted radi- the reactor, and the massive concrete dome that was built to withstand the pressure of a reactor melting down withstood the pressure of a reactor melting down and basically nothing bad happened no one died Hmm. there was no increased risk of cancer that's about the worst thing that can happen in an out and out meltdown and basically nothing bad happened now obviously the design compensates for the danger yeah, and a lot of people would say that those old-style reactor designs that were built in the 50s and 60s, which this Japanese reactors were a few of them, are, yeah. you know, we, we actually can do much better nowadays. They have, like, pebble bed reactors that physically cannot go critical because of the way they're constructed, and they, they need no active cooling. They're passively cooled. So if the power goes out, it just stops. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and so it's like when you think about, you know... 
we are not going to use less power. I mean, we can. I, I'm all for going green. I'm all for using as much power, less as least amount of power as possible. But you know, China and India and you know Eastern Europe and Africa, as they get more and more modernized, they're going to use more and more and more and more power. So, despite what we do, the world needs more power. We have lots of uranium. Like United States and Canada are the, are the largest single producers of uranium in the world. And there's mm-hmm. another there's another material called thortium or thornium thortium, I believe. That's even more abundant. It's like a hundred times more thortium. It's even more like a hundred times more abundant. And a lot of modern reactor designs can be designed to use that material. This is a good source of power. But it's expensive because there's so much regulation, red tape in constructing them. Nobody wants them in their backyard, even though they're much better to have than a coal plant or even a banana, uh, a banana tree. Apparently, so you're kind uh, of saying that the nuclear plants that produce power are not really a part of the big new green movement that's taking place. I think environmentalists are hysterical about nuclear energy, and I don't so know they why. They hate nuclear energy. Because it seems to me to be one of the greenest sources of power there is. Now, right, that's there the is, case that you're making about there it. Is you make nu- it sound that way, but I mean, if it was that way, why aren't the green movements like like saying that's a great alternative? You know. Well, let me tell you something. Let me read you a statement from Europe's the the European Union's Energy Commissioner. His name is Gunther Oettinger. He said on March fifteenth. <laughs> He called the nuclear disaster in Japan an apocalypse and said the word was particularly well chosen. Does what I described was did what I described of ten times higher background radiation sound like an apocalypse to you? Negative. Uh, does five people total dying from the disaster, including physical things like explosions, sound like an apocalypse? No, it sounds like a, a regular. Well, it sounds like a pretty mild. Yeah, uh, compared to what I think of when I think of an apocalypse, I think of the end of 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 the world as we know it. Cue I mean, the song. When you think of like what happened in the Gulf of Mexico, which was a pretty big environmental disaster. When you think yeah. about like even Chernobyl, which unfortunately was a half-assed, really half-assed radiation uh, reactor design and was run fairly irresponsibly. Um, mm-hmm. Even that, like the dirty little secret about Chernobyl, is that. Life is doing just fine within the dead, the quote unquote dead zone. I mean, people think there's like mutant monsters running around. It's like fucking Mad Max. There have been games made about just that, actually. Yeah. Like, I remember, uh, well, well, Call of Duty, you actually did a pretty memorable level in the Chernobyl dead zone. Hmm. And you had a Geiger meter. I mean, I'm not saying, uh, like, like people think that. It's fun for fiction, but the facts don't always match the fiction, obviously. Right. And, like, people think that, like, if a modern reactor goes nuclear, it's going to, like, cause a 200-mile-wide dead zone, and that's just simply not the case. And when nuclear power works, it's zero emission. Yes, you have – we have to figure out what to do about fucking the the waste, the radioactive waste. Um, We have to figure out what to do about nuclear proliferation. But, you know, storing dangerous things are, are the things we can, we can figure out how to do. And preventing terrorists from getting their hands on, you know, fi- you know fission-grade or weapons-grade plutonium is something we can figure out how to do. Um, powering the whole world with just coal and oil and natural gas is something that we don't really know how to do. Yeah. And it's something and that, that we are going to come... For the, 
Because that's a limited natural resource. I mean, yeah. the time for that is, is coming to an end quickly. I mean, if we have 50 years, I'd be amazed left of, of the kind of fossil burning that we, we have right now. There's some people say we've got less than 10. Some people say we got less than 20. But the point is, it will come to an end, and we have to have an, another alternative. And solar and wind just aren't there yet. Right. I, Peter Street prefers solar and wind energy because that's about as clean as you can get. But Agreed. At the same time, if it's not going to fulfill the needs of our society, it doesn't look like we're going into a less consumption direction as a whole. Oh, and God, no. Especially the world as a whole. Yeah, and like like I'm sitting here with a smartphone in my hand and with high-speed internet and with an HDTV around me and all this technology, and it's becoming more and more norm. You know, it's just a part of how we function. And we're not really good at adapting to taking stuff away from us. <laughs> As a society, we're always putting more burdens on ourselves. And maybe that trend should change, but it'd be best if it didn't change violently. And oh, yeah. If, if suddenly fossil fuels were completely gone, we would have what I would call an actual apocalypse. Oh, yeah. A human apocalypse, anyway. I don't think the planet yeah. would give a shit one way or another. No. I mean, and that's the thing, is like, the first world is kind of getting their shit together about energy consumption, but what, I mean, how are you going to sit there and tell China and India and Africa, hey, we burnt the shit out of coal, coal and oil. You guys you guys need to knock it off because it's bad. Take a they're back gonna be, seat. They're going to be like, fuck you, we want our industrial revolution, and they're probably entitled to it. Yeah, so, well, of course they are, because otherwise it's it's viewed as them being pinned in by the countries that are in power, which it's it's kind of a a country's form of subju- you know, subjugation or enslavement right. of another country. So like I said, I hope solar power works out. I hope that f- nu- uh, fusion power you know, works out and solves all the world's energy problems. But until yeah. then, we need a stopgap measure. And I'm saying build nukes, baby. Like Sarah Palin says, drill, baby, drill. I'm saying build nuke, baby, nuke. I mean, I want, I want, I want nukes everywhere. I want more nukes than 3D realms. I want more nukes than Gearbox. I want to nuke it up. So I don't know if I would go that far, but I can see your point a little <laughs> bit there. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. and if and you God, want, if, God, uh, God bless Japan. May they uh, hopefully the the crisis is abated. Oh, they've they've come through worse. In fact, I believe fifty uh, some years ago they had some atomic weapons dropped on them. <laughs> Oh really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard that. No, uh, uh-uh. Some asshole country did that, and uh, they turned out wow. to survive and thrive. So I'm pulling. I think I think they'll they'll pull through this. That kind of infected uh, them and their culture, and that's uh, why we have good video games and JRPGs. Tentacle porn, tentacle J-pop penis, tentacle porn. Penis. Oh, speaking of in, speaking of infection and tentacle penis, uh, we have not <laughs> mentioned that we are uh, yet again a man down on the cast. Yeah, we forgot to mention that out of the gate. Uh, our friend Jim has a yeast infection in his vagina, and <laughs> he was too itchy and crampy to cast tonight. Oh so, God! Yeah, it's 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 a. I'm it's a sorry, problem. Jim. That's on him, man. It's it's a problem. I mean, apparently there's no monostat to be found in the great <laughs> city of Indianapolis. So we are once again having to Skype it up. Yep, school style. Skyping it old school. The bald tower is still closed for business. It's 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 yeah. It's wall wall yeast, and it's it's like a bread factory in there. The equipment is unusable. It's the smell. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So did I paint? Did I paint a picture for the listeners? Oh, I my like imagination that. is swimming in yeast. You're that was imag- disgusting. Imagination? What? <laughs> Does Jim Jones look at a mirror when he touches himself? That's all I want to know. <laughs> I think I think he squats over a mirror. <laughs> is how is how that works. So he gets the full view. Uh, well, get better soon, Japan, and get better soon, Jim Jones' vagina. That's all I. If have you to can say. find a messianic figure to touch his outer robes, I think it would clear that up. <laughs> you would be healed of your affliction. Hey, second coming's any day now, man. Look yeah. at all the earthquakes and tsunamis, dude. It's the times. It's the end times. Cash in, get your fifty minutes of everlasting life. Two thousand twelve is right around the corner, listeners. That's you, right. You know, earthquakes one J- after another. Japan. That shit is in the Bible. Japan, Haiti, Sri Lanka. This is just a warm up, baby, for two thousand twelve. Get ready. The world as you know it. Find your chosen cult and do not do anything but worship them until the. Till the end comes. All right. I think we've uh, adequately addressed the absence of our, our third cast mate. Uh, yes, you have some interesting things to talk about. Let's get um, to that. It's not quite as earth-shattering as a, a 9.4 earthquake and uh, 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 uh. It's, uh, it is It is pretty cataclysmic, though, in the life of uh, Peter Streets. There has been an incident and uh, it has changed the way that I play video games. Um, it's changed the last six years of my life. Did you buy the, the sex game for the Xbox 360 Connect? Yes, I did. With the flashlight attachment? Awesome. Absolutely. That's what I'm coming at. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to have to go use it. I'll be right back. <laughs> No, it has nothing to do with the sex add-on to to any Xbox 360. I don't even own a 360. Um, But I will say um, Japan has been shaken. Peter Street has been shaken. Uh, He no longer currently is playing. um, His personal cataclysm is that he's not playing Cataclysm right now. (laughs) Um, I, I wondered when you said Cataclysm if this is yet another I've quit WoW speech. Well, it's not so much that I've quit WoW, it's that the gaming partner I've had for the last six years, the old producer of PowerPlay, has her six-year account banned by Blizzard. How did it get banned? Uh, did she do the cheats? Did she hack sore? Right when I was enjoying the game again, Aaron. I, I think rolled. it's a good... Hey, look, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you through this. I think this is a but, good development. But lay, what happened? Well, let what me the tell fuck you happened? this let, let me say, what happened was I walked in from work one day and I came in and could, naked you know, as always. I was naked, <laughs> completely buck naked and uh, covered in tar or covered in chocolate syrup and feathers. Yep. Tons of uh, fucking dollar bills stuffed down my string bikini. Right. And, um, you know, salty taste in my mouth as usual. Right. And There's no shame in uh, That's good money. Oh, good I know. Money. I mean, how? I mean, I'm a young thirty-year-old man with great tits. What can I say? That's right. And uh, it's it's a way to get by in this fucking world. So you got to pay for school. You got to put food on the table. I've got bills to pay. Nothing wrong shaking your ass for the man. Solar energy. I don't have solar panels on my house. Oh, you don't got fusion reactors. You don't have. You got to pay for this coal-powered system. So, Mm -hmm. so I got to do what I got to do. Walk through the door, just like any other day. Except there's a big difference. On the couch, 
lies my girlfriend. She's completely out. She's asleep, which isn't the cataclysmic part yet. Okay. That's kind of normal. I'm waiting to be rocked. Right. Now, that's what's happening on my left. Now, when I turn to my right, my world is changed because I'm looking at a computer monitor. Our computers are side by side, by the way, mm-hmm. and networked. Very romantic. I, it is. It's the, it's the geek love story. Now, do you have firewalls between them? Fire? There's... Um, you window, are you running Windows firewall? Windows firewall is disabled. We're just using... Oh! We're yeah. a wild and free... Yeah, don't like making all the exceptions, so I just turn it off. You're using the you're using the rhythm method for avoiding yep. viruses. Okay. okay, the same way that I work, so uh, <laughs> protection free. And uh, so, on the right hand side, I walk through the door, and there is world. There is a game in progress on her computer. It's playing itself. I see her level 85 shaman flying through the air on her epic dragon and landing and doing stuff. There's an, it's surveying the ground and, and going through the motions of this new uh, profession that they've added with the Cataclysm Expansion World of Warcraft to actually, um, what does Indiana Jones do, Aaron? He's a professional uh, uh, teacher, professor. You know, not professor. He goes out. He archaeologist. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah. It's called. <laughs> it's called archaeology, and they've added it to the game. It's this new profession anybody can take, and it's really random. Like it's very random. It's like it three, sounds random. Oh God, is it random? It's like three random number generators on top of each other. It's it's horrible. And she. And, and I'm getting. I'm I'm seeing bots. This this bot, is a this is a bot. It is a program known it's as a bot, bot story. It's a bot story. And, and Blizzard frowns on on It's on iRobot. Blizzard does frown on it. As a matter of fact, um, it is illegal to do this. Whenever you actually log into the game, they give you a disclaimer message. You have to scroll down or you can't accept it. And within that text is an agreement that you will not you know, use one of these programs um, with their game. So this is actually... So your girlfriend knowingly did employ a bot against terms of service. This is correct. Mm. And I've likened it to some of my friends at work, to If you have a real good friend or, or maybe a family member, and, and, you know, you love them strongly, or if you're Charlie Sheen violently. Yes. And you walk into their room someday, and you notice that they have maybe lines of coke on their desk (laughs) right you just had you had no idea you thought you knew them had no idea that they had this problem you know Uh it's just it's a shock so i will i walk through the door i I look to the left look to the right and it's that same kind of feeling that oh my they got oh my god they they are into the bot culture right and um so i was shocked by this you didn't know this you didn't know she's botting it no, it's like, you know, at some she was point... In, she was visiting Botany Bay. Right, yeah. She was a botanist. Right. Or, or if it, it's like that one time I found your porn folder, and I had no <laughs> idea that you liked, you know, gay donkey sex. Oh, that's so, the least of it, my friend. Oh, I know. I don't even care to know the rest. I'm just right. saying that was enough to, right. to make me wonder, do I really know this person? Like, that was enough at the beginning, but then I had to have dual penetration, gay donkey porn sex. 
Right. And, you know, then, then they needed the donkeys need to be tied up and shackled. <laughs> and it just got, you know, Donkey they had to be bondage. braying. They had to be, be, be whipped and braying. It just got worse. <laughs> I needed more. Doesn't say you know, just it wasn't enough to get me off anymore. Yeah, that's what Yoda says. Once you start down the dark, down that dark path, it forever yeah. dominates your way. Dominates your destiny. So, um, so you caught her botting. Yeah, it's like uh, when my mom caught me masturbating. It's it's not very good. embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and then you have to think, you know, what else are they doing? But then we talk about it, and it seems benign <laughs> enough. I mean, I love it. We so we sat down and talked about it. Yeah, we did, and it seemed like these were there was good excuses behind it. There's good reasoning for it. Right. Um, definitely, the new system is very random and stupid, and and uh, she tends to have really bad luck. So if mm. anything is random, it's always going to roll against her for some reason. She's historically has bad luck. So the one little small little item everybody else was getting out of this is is not dropping for her and she spent weeks That's the at end this. of the fucking world end of the fucking world because everybody else has this um item and she <laughs> wants to be able to transform into a dragon so <laughs> she <laughs> fuck you i'm a dragon <laughs> <laughs> so right, everybody she, wants to say that well you want to you know tell me you wouldn't transform into a dragon if you could i probably would that's some pretty cool ass shit. I mean, one of the games I'm playing as a main character that transforms into a dragon. It's it's neat, and you can burn your enemies and things. So she's after this prize and has resorted to botting, even though she knows better. And we talk about it. She has her reasons for it, and I, you know, she's you not know, going to give it up. Not going to give it up. I kind of have a little reminder that you know that's against terms of service, but. Lo and behold, on my day off, we go to log in and pwn some noobs as we do. Right, like you do. Like we do. And then, oh my God, can't log in. Check the email. There's a long letter from Blizzard saying that they detected some hacking activity on her account. And we're like, hacking activity? Mm. Um, And apparently they send a different letter out to you if they're banning you for botting. But they banned her for hacking the game, which is a different letter. But we all knew it had to have been because of the bot software. Wow. So what the hell does this mean now? Like you guys. Now, now why are you stopping playing? Because it's not fun without her? It's not fun without her. I just bought her this item in the game. It it cost me $50 to rig this. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's a flying rocket mount where we can... (laughs) Actually, <laughs> come on, man! It's awesome. So we could fly around together on the holding same, digital rock, hands, holding digital hands. No firewalls between you, right? We're wide open, and we can fly around on the rocket. It was a lot of fun. It was fifty dollars. I've spent a lot of. I've bought her these plushies from Wow that you get little. Did it look like? Headphones. Did it look like a uh, like a rotocopter thing? No, it's a straight-up rocket. Like, think of uh, it looks like a nuclear bomb, but it's like a nuclear got a shark. Bomb? It's got a shark's face painted on it, and uh, it's got fins at the end, and then a huge, you know, fiery rocket tail coming out of it. And it's got two uh, places to sit, 
and we were kind of we had re-rolled goblins so we were the same level we were leveling up together at the same time mm-hmm. i was a rogue i was enjoying it she's a she was a uh i want to say ranger but they're uh uh, they're not called rangers but anyway she had a range class and I would sneak up behind people she would shoot them at a distance and we would kill things it was a lot of if you guys are, was, are wanting to clarify any of the like warcraft terms I just want to assure you that I do not care <laughs> yeah it was enjoyable but this is interesting so now okay why don't you guys just you just re-roll a character why don't you create a new account Um, because you guys are pissed well, it, not only is she pissed, but every single character that she's max leveled and all of her unique items, including the rocket, uh, the aforementioned right, two the pocket rocket, rocket, and all of the, the bonuses, the cool content, all of that stuff is on that account. All the gold that she's you know been able to produce, right. all the max level characters... All of the unique items, they're all locked into that one account. So if you start over, it's like taking six years of progress and shitting it down the toilet and starting from square one. Well, so. congratulations. I mean, I don't. I think it's kind of a rough way to break the habit, but I'm glad to see you breaking it. You're like, imagine what you can do with your life now that you don't have eight hours a day in this thing. Yeah, it's true, but I mean, our friend... Uh, my your friend and my cousin Ace Jace uh-huh. recently also spent money to transfer to our server. It oh was, man, it's it like being good. disfellowshipped. You guys got yeah. this. You got disfellowshipped again. Well, not me personally. I can still play if I want to, but it's not the same. Right, it's not the same because it is a very it's split it's up very, a family. It's split up a family. Yeah, it's a lot more fun to play with other people than it is to play by yourself. Right. I mean, am I right? I mean. You play oh, with for yourself sure. all the time. Yeah, but but it's more fun multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer is way more fun. No matter what you're doing, another body makes it more fun. So I've not been playing. More radioactive, but more fun. More, there's more risk, but there's also more reward. So right. that was okay. a big thing. Uh, six years kind of seemingly gone down the drain. Should we so. have a moment of silence? Let's go ahead. All right. I think that's about enough. That's good enough. All right. Uh, so what are you now filling your gaming? What are you beating your gamer boner with now? Now I've got more time on my hands. I've actually bought we bought a couple of games to try and fill the void. Um, purchased just last Sunday, we purchased um, Little Big Planet Two. Sweet! That is an awesome game. My boy and I are on the last stage. Oh, really? Very last stage. Yeah, we yeah, almost it, we'll we'll probably beat it next week. That's sweet, man. I need to get with you on that. And also got the number no, number two. I mean, can you get anything but sequels these days? Yeah, no it's shit. Dragon Age two. Nice, nice. So got Dragon Age two for PC. Got I've Little heard, Big I've heard some PC. knocks on Dragon Age two. It has a lot of content reuse. A lot of content reuse. A lot of like dumbing down of the story or not exploiting the story. I don't know. I've heard that it's a more personal story. So far, I've played it for about five hours, and it's finally got its teeth into me. You know how a thick novel, there are a few chapters before it really starts to suck you in, or it just never sucks you in? Mm-hmm. It, it's finally started to suck me in, and I think the big complaints are, you know, an epic fantasy world. You think you're going to venture all over a large continent, 
and that's what a lot were expecting because this is the continent just north of the one explored in Dragon Age Origins. Um, but with Dragon Age 2, you're basically confined to a city and the surrounding area, and it's very kind of claustrophobic. Um, other than that, it's it's actually pretty exciting as far as the uh, visual flair of it. Right. I'm enjoying myself with it so far, and I think that's, you know, a lot of the people that are complaining were big fans of the way the first one went, but I kind of skipped the first one. Right. I was, uh, I'm kind of a rebel gamer that way, so. That so. one I'm enjoying, and that's pretty much pretty much what I'm spending my time with currently. That and the fact that I pre-ordered the 3DS. Yes. So what, did you get what, did you pre-order any games with it too? Did I what? Did you pre-order any games for it too? I did not because the, the one thing I found out when I'm going to play 3D Picto Chat for <laughs> a couple weeks. No, no, I don't think the games will sell out. Is my point. Every time oh, I put to a system launch, the software is in abundance, but the now, hardware, how is that possible? How do they ship more damn games than there are systems to play on? Doesn't that seem that doesn't seem fucking stupid? It does a little bit, but what what you've got to realize is that it's way easier to produce a disc or a, a small yeah, I guess that's true. Is, than it is a system. And what they're doing is they're filling the store shelves. The more that they can pack the store shelves, the more that they're going to make as a distributor. Right. And in addition to that, they'll have the product there when the hardware catches up. Right, right. So I think that's the mentality there. So no, I didn't pre-order any games. One of the disappointing things about the 3DS's launch coming up this Sunday is the fact that there aren't a lot of really great first-party... Well, let me rephrase that. There aren't any great first-party Nintendo games. That was shocking to me because like most of the games I saw at PAX, I found out afterwards, reading coverage, are not going to be available at launch. There's no uh, Kid Icarus... Kid Icarus no was Mario? supposed to be a launch title. It missed it though. It did. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've that's what I read. So that's yeah, shocking. So now you, you've got Nintendo Dogs, Pilot Wings. Well, Pilot Wings is kind of cool. Pilot Wings seems cool, but I I just listened to Giant Bomb's podcast, and apparently yeah. it's uh, very disoriented, not very good with the 3D mode on. But wow. I have heard I've heard rave reviews about Super Street Fighter Four being like even better than its console compatriots, and also looks marvelous in the 3D mode so I'll probably get that and I'll probably get uh, even though Jim Jones hates it I'm going to probably get Nintendo Dogs and Cats Yeah, I've heard the people that give that a try actually is fun and you know I'm a dad I want I want to buy 360 Connect solely for the uh, Connectimals because it, I think it would look like it would be a lot of fun for my kid to play yeah it's totally uh it's totally kid-friendly, and it's something that I want to be able to show off something unique and quick yeah, to the right. people that I'm going to show the system off to. Right. So it's going to be something kind of cute and attractive that I can then perpetuate to the people that I work around. Because right. I like Nintendo, and I want the 3DS to be a success, and sure. I want to be able to show off my new e-peen to everybody I work around. Speaking of kids and gaming, that's like not only did we get to the last level of Little Big Planet, we actually beat Castle Crashers finally, which oh, I was good. shocked because Jack has in the last month 
gone from being a liability that adds an extra level of challenge to the game, trying to keep him alive and reviving him, <laughs> to actually a fairly stalwart ally. That's pretty cool. That's like uh, now, now. Part of that is I've been leveling up his character that he Jedi Padawan relationship. It is, and and part of it is I've I've helped level up his character while he's not been here. I've been pumping in a lot of upgrades into his favored Blue Knight and Green Knight, but a lot of it's just he's getting the hang. I mean, it's it's starting to come together, and we rocked that game's ass, and it was really fun. Like How beating that game with game? my boy. Uh, I don't know. I feel like a, a really good player could probably get through it in 10 hours or so. But they're like you know, a max level to your characters because it's like a there is game. there is and I've and I've I've gone through and played a lot of levels over and over and over again and done side quests and stuff to actually pump up our characters and there's all kinds of hidden weapons there's hidden animals to boost your ability and the game is legitimately funny it's funny and fun to play and the artwork is really cute and clever it's the the uh, behemoth guys made it um, right. so. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I was smitten with the game, and we beat it, and we got to the last level of Scott Pilgrim, and uh, we've, I've heard we've, that we've game been making a lot of awesome progress. It is. It's. It's. It's a really fun. I mean, if you if you like the comic, it's really fun. Um, it's actually has much. Now that I've read the comics, got much more in common with the comic than it does the movie. Yeah. As far in terms of his style and art and all that kind of stuff, but it's. Sure. Uh, it's really cool. What about Little Big Planet 2? I just bought it, but I also bought an extra PS3 controller. That's something I can simultaneously play with my son, is it not? Oh, and that's all these games. I mean, I'm all in the co-op stuff, and yes, and he will love it. And I was turned off on Little Big Planet 2 when I played the demo. Sure, because... you had a scathing review yeah, of the demo, um... actually. Because it turns out that one of the levels I bitched about was like a side quest level. Um, and then the other levels where he actually is a real level, it takes place in this, uh, the creator's, uh, his name's Avalon's world. And he's kind of like, his worlds are really high tech and like laboratory and clean. So that's why it didn't look like fucking Little Big Planet. Um, hmm. All the other levels are really fun. And there's like, you know, they've got these power gloves that allow you to pick up and toss heavier objects. And they've got. Are they so bad? They are bad, and they've got like this uh, cupcake shooter where you actually wear a a helmet on your head with a big nozzle on it, and wherever you look, you can hit the the trigger, and it fires a cupcake, and the cupcake <laughs> will stick to things, and you can use it to explode enemies. And there's puzzles where you have to you have to weigh down like scales to make them come down so you can get on, and like it just really adds a lot of fun new dimensions. Um, and there's some levels that feel kind of like demos. Like they made this one level that looks a lot like the, like the classic arcade game Defender. Like it's huh. a side-scrolling shooter. And there's a lot of things where the designers like look at the cool types of games you can play or you can make with the editor. And I I haven't actually got to a user level game yet because we've been trying to grind through the campaign. But yeah. I've completely changed my tune. Little Big Planet Two is fucking amazing. Is fun as hell. It's funny. The look is great. The characters are great. Uh, I love everything about it. Awesome. That's a big change in uh, in your direction. Yeah, there. total change of tune, and I'm it's glad I actually started face. talking about it because I, I, I never really did get to reverse that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to the new game time that I'll have, and I've got some games to actually utilize, you know, in, in my 
you know, overcoming my wow addiction of so many years, but truly I am pretty sad because I was having more fun with Warcraft in the last two months than I'd had in the last six years, and then suddenly it's gone, and it is kind of emotional because I find myself, as much as I hated the game sometimes and have left it like three times just to come back to it, it really did... As an MMO, the first MMO I've ever really experienced on any level I can now talk about, it was, it really does give you, you invest a part of yourself in that experience. And the fact that you interact with so many different people, you never meet them in real life, but you interact with them over periods of months and years, it kind of becomes a, a little bit of a, of a part of your personality. And and it's almost like losing a loved one. It was actually really traumatic. Oh, my God. All right, all right, all right. No, I'm not kidding. I'm I saying... know you're not kidding. It's just making me feel very awkward and bad for you. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, it's it needs it's the truth. We spit the truth on Blue Yonder. All right. No matter how out. embarrassing. Let it out and let it go. It, it was uh, It's a big and, deal. And do me a favor. Can I ask you to do me a favor as your friend of many years? Yes. Don't Don't pick up another MMO. Please, for the love of God, don't pick it up. Star Wars comes out this year, No, it's shit. It's shit. I already told you it's shit. You said you didn't play it. I looked at it, and it's shit. I've seen it. It's the same goddamn stuff. That's what you said about Little Big Planet 2 after a demo, man. Uh, Well, you got me there, but I'm telling Ah. you it's shit. (laughs) Even other other people that are in MMOs have played it and said it doesn't do anything new and exciting, and the stuff it does try doesn't work, so... I don't know. Just don't, don't play another MMO, man. Because the worst, the best case scenario is you get addicted to it again. Yeah, and then I then a person I play with gets banned. So yeah, I may take your advice. I don't know. It's like in the meantime, I've got some other games. I'm going to get a 3DS soon. I've got Dragon Age two to finish. I've got you know Little Big Planet two to play with my son. But at the same time, it's it's a big emotional loss because you invest. You know, it's just the amount of time. Like, six years is a huge block, right? Am see, I wrong? I, it's not wrong, but I see, I think you're going to get six? addicted to playing games with your boy, and that's pretty cool, because that well, is... That'd be, that'd be awesome. Playing modern console games, and there's, like, so many fun ones to get into. Like, you know, Scott Pilgrim's 10 bucks, Castle Crusher's 10 bucks. Um, we played uh, this game called Terover on PS3. It was, like, 15 bucks. And like anything that looks like it's co-op and like kind of cool, I'm like all about. So give it a try. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So are we ready to roll to the Stafas corner? I believe so. I have a challenge because he's wanting us to do this in a Hispanic accent. I want to challenge you to a Hispanic accent off because I actually think I can pull this off. And I suggest I read the first part of the email, and then you <laughs> seamlessly pick up the second. And then the listeners can decide who out Latinoed the other, who, okay. which white which white boys got more cre- got more coffee in their cream, so to speak. <laughs> you probably win by default, but <laughs> I don't we'll, know we'll what we're talking ch- about anymore. I don't either. Let's try it. <laughs> All right. So, like, when it, we get to links to third party websites, you take over. Okay. Right before or after that? Uh, well, let's say after. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do okay, it. So here we go. Dear Blue Yonder. Oh, shit. Now that I've thrown down a gauntlet, I don't know if I can deliver. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm we counting see, on it. We see publishers adding more and more crap to games, essay. You got shoddy DRM, DLC only if you pre-order from certain stores. 
key codes to go L online. And with one of EA's latest games, the Bullet Storm, you have to agree to their privacy policy before you can even make it to the title screen. This is the stoner friend from the guy from that fucking you, movie. You cannot play the game that you paid $60 for unless you press I agree. And if you do, you are going to be giving up any information possible that they can get from you. It is sad. Any cookies on your system, even consoles, if you have an Xbox Live account and you are playing on a 360, they have access to everything on that account including your credit card number for the purposes of improving their business model. Links to El Third Party Websitos. They will access third party ad surfing technology on your system. <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. I'm brutalized. Go like go you need to go different. Like I'm I'm kicking your ass with the uh yeah, you're, the, you're the Pablo you got to yeah. go like a Mexican gangster or something. Or like maybe uh, maybe uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Do Speedy Gonzalez. Angele, Angele. They will access your third-party ad serving technology. There you go. Rally. Your system. Or yeah. As well as clear gifts and internet log files. <laughs> They'll go through their privacy policy. They will see that they are going to leech information from you in every single way that they can. You're going crazy you, Scottish guy. I love it. You don't agree to this. God damn it. <laughs> you can't play the game you just bought. Even you, Chico, go to the Bulletstorm website. <laughs> it will tell you that they have logged your IP address into their records. So this is the problem of today. But what will be the problem of tomorrow? <laughs> they are already talking everything they know about you. They use it, man. They sell it out of the street corner, everywhere, everyone out there. <laughs> what else are they going to want from us to make more money? These homeboys want to jack my El Camino next? <laughs> By the Stop, way, that, uh, that wasn't flavor. That was actually Staffa's. The homeboys jacking El Camino is straight Staffa. That was straight Staffa. Oh, give me an ass again, Don. I don't know if that's as bad as my Englishman accent, but it was it was it was strong competition. Yeah, I like that. I like you brought it. Thanks. You 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 brought the crappy accent thunder. Shitting in your ears every week. Blueyonder.com. This this email strikes to the heart of our recurring Madden 1984 uh podcast. It keeps coming back. I mean, we we blazed that trail back in like episode 12 why don't you talk a little bit while i look that up <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah totally um i couldn't agree more when i first read this email i was like uh completely in agreement with this i mean they're getting out of hand it's re it's absolutely unheard of you have purchased a video game for 60 dollars american whole dollars oh, that's boy. big people money that's that's i don't even know how many pesos and <laughs> You, you have to then take your newly purchased product, which they don't even allow you to own it once you buy it. You must then agree for all of this invasive, what amounts to, Bullshit. you know, spying, you know, at, at the very least. I mean, do they also want, you know, a picture of my junk? 
you know, text message to them? Or I mean, they probably do the perverts. Absolutely, they want to measure the length of my penis, and they want to see if that's going to affect their uh, their demographic at all. It's all right. just ridiculous. I want to break in to drop two pieces of science on you. Our yeah. ni- Madden 1984 episode is episode 13, if you want to catch up on that, listener, new listeners. And 60 U.S. dollars equals 720 Mexican pesos. <laughs> Thank you. So we're talking, real, we're talking real money. Bombs. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a, you know, not every Chico has that under his pillow. You know? Right, right. And that's a, that's a big deal. And it seems like EA is at the forefront of this new fascist dictatorship for well, they're the big. I mean, they're the big Ever kahuna. Score, I mean, I mean, yeah. the little guys don't pull this shit because they can't afford to. It's only the big guys that do. And that's bullshit. I, I just EA is. If you weren't actually in possession of several of my favorite game companies, I would totally boycott your ass. Because I mean, oh, you know, they're and that's you know, the problem. I mean, as gamers, we're not ready. We have not gotten to a level of bullshit with which we will not put up. Right. And um, the other thing is that I think by the time we won't get to that point, it'll be too late. Because just like Facebook, by the time everybody was like concerned about the security and started like securing their pages and paying attention to privacy, like mm-hmm. Facebook had already been raped several times. They had already gotten like all their information. There's no way you can really permanently delete that shit anyway. So yeah. like like he what he's writing here about this Bulletstorm stuff. Um, logging your IP address and going through your cookies and going through your account information, they're never going to give that information away. I mean, they're never going to delete that. It's going to be around forever, so God knows what they're going to do with it. Yeah, and it's... I don't care what they did with it. I don't want them to have it. I mean, it's they're right. going to use it to try and market other products to me. Which I, that's, I didn't, I that's didn't not even as offensive. That. It's like... My thing is, like, what if they get hacked and it's like the Blizzard fiasco and they use people's real names on the forums. Exactly, but here's the difference. Like, say what you will about an MMO, Aaron. Uh, right. At least I it will. has... <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I pull no punches. <laughs> However, even despite whatever you might say, right. at least it has a dedicated community that have a, an official, you know that can consolidate resources fairly quickly to combat the bullshit. Whereas with EA, they're just doing different levels of DRM and bullshit with different products. I mean, that is completely, that's a lot harder to get, you know, to get organ, you know, kind of an organized against that. Especially since our, our friend, the Don is crazy informed when it comes to gaming. I mean, get on the goddamn forums and watch this man put on clinics about like stuff that's coming out and news. He knows his shit. Yeah. Uh, nine out of ten dumbass gamers don't know or care what's going on as DR this DRM and this invasive bullshit. They're they just buying just it. Click, I agree. I yeah, exactly. Agree. Exactly. So like that's part of the problem. Number one is we want the candy so bad that we will put up with a little bit of molesting to get it, and half the time we don't even know we're being molested. Yeah, one of the reasons I hated Spore was because of the the digital rights bullshit, and you can only install it on three three times in your whole life. It's like right. you're you're not even buying games anymore; you're renting them almost. You're paying right. full retail price in order to either be completely taken advantage of when it comes to your privacy, or to not even have the full rights of the product and the individual, 
you know, product itself, the software is on lease, basically. It's, right. it's absolute, absolute bullshit. I hate the direction that we're going. Uh, and EA is spearheading that direction. It's Madden well, 1984, baby. We're going to have John right. Madden's fat head watching down from our monitors all the time. Yep. Listen to it, folks. What episode is that again? Episode 13, Madden 84. Yep. Um, so I feel like I'm about spent. How about you? I'm um, juiced out. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty juiced, must say. I'm pretty, I mean, I was pretty excited. Our Steve Jackson interview has gotten 850 plus listens. I'm completely jazzed about that. So any yeah. new listeners we've acquired this week, welcome. Um, I hope that you appreciate our insanity. Quality is usually better, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our audio quality, if, if, if you... I've only known us from our Steve Jackson interview and our 2.30 in the morning uh, shitty rock band mic podcast and our Skype cast. We actually sound much better than this on the usual, on the rag. Yeah, definitely. Tonight on we the were on the, on the rag tonight. So. We're on the rag, right. At least Jim was, apparently. Yeah, he's, uh, it's, it's, uh, he needs the monostat. Stat! Get him the monostat stat! <laughs> Uh, if they want to give us some feedback, Peter, what are their options? Uh, their major option would be to see us at baldmove.com. Dot com! Holy shit, we're roll reversing. That's nice. <laughs> Keeps it interesting. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta switch it up every once in a while in the bedroom. Absolutely. In the cast room, I mean. That's why I own a strap-on. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, baldmove.com. Our uh, show obviously blew yonder, but we have forums there. And as I understand, a comment section for each episode. So you can communicate to us via forums, via the comments, or they can send us an email where, Aaron? At blueyonder at baldmove.com. Dot com! I had to do it. <laughs> I know. You had to get it in. Um, you guys follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash baldmove. Find us on Facebook by searching for baldmove or clicking on the Facebook link at the top of the baldmove site. Um, and, yep. you know, leave us some iTunes reviews. If you got a buddy that likes podcasts and likes crazy shit and games and just general geekery and science and maths and all that kind of stuff, uh, give us a personal recommendation because that's uh, that's how long term we're going to build this community, uh, listener by listener, personal, you know, thousand points of light, hand across America. Yeah. We are the world. We and are. All the you children. have to do is agree to us monitoring your cookie activity. That's right. We will, as soon it's as we have a critical price. mass of listeners, do not think we will not monetize your ass. No, we're going to flip will, that light switch and go hard. We will whore you out so ass. hard. Yep, all your personal info. Six <laughs> slaves got nothing on it. Nope. I don't know. Seems like a good cast. Uh, ready to hang it up. Until next time, I'm Aaron Hubbard. And I am Peter Street. Ciao.